Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is osta or kokala, two different ways to say bones. Did you know, friend, that the human body contains bones throughout, with the longest bone and the strongest being the thigh bone, and the smallest are in the staples of the middle ear. Osta or kokala bones have key roles including protecting your vital organs, storing minerals, and providing the environment to create bone marrow. Osta or kokala living active tissues that your body is constantly remodeling. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Welcome back to the Kefi Life Podcast. So happy that you joined me today. There's a famous person, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who once wrote, the first wealth is health. So here at Kefi Life, we enjoy and love to bring you information that will strengthen you in the mind, body, and spirit, uh, giving you whole person well-being and health. So I have invited two doctors who happen to be a father and son, Dr. Michael Liston, orthopedic surgeon. He works on the south side of Chicago, and he is joined today by his son, Dr. Michael Liston, Jr., board certified in family medicine, practicing in Orland Park, Illinois, also Southside. And they happen to be my brother-in-law and nephew. Welcome. Well, thank you, Kiki. We're delighted to be here. Thrilled to be on Kevy Life. Oh my God. I am so honored that you guys took the time to stop by. And today we're going to talk about specifically bone health, which is especially on my mind and many people's mind because, well, bones carry through our lives. And I have something called osteopenia. Some people have osteoarthritis. Did I say that right? Perfect. Osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. Which, what's the difference, Mike? It's kind of a bone mineralization thing, and you could say it's a bit of a spectrum, spectrum or continuum, where um, you know as we age, it gets, especially in postmenopausal women, you can have a predisposition to um, a little bit of loss of the minerals in the bone, and unless a mild loss would be osteopenia, but if it becomes um, more significant or severe, that would be more osteoporosis, and the idea would be to try to prevent that so that we could avoid seeing the orthopedic surgeon from um, a fall. 
which is your dad. Yes. Carefully, you're going to put me out of business. <laughs> so, Michael, okay, so we understand what you're doing. You're taking care of people or you're helping them to prevent Correct. these types of things. And then your dad, on the other hand, Mike, you're doing is... Well, after they get into a little trouble with those things, with this. we're seeing them. So, but actually, Kiki, on the way over here, we knew what the topic was going to be. And Michael and I were talking about what single thing could somebody do to best ensure good health and good bone health. And we said, well... Listen to your podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Well, especially when I have two great guests like you. Speaking of which, um, you guys have been doing this for a while and have great experience, great uh, personal reviews. People keep coming back to you again and again. And that's a testament to your love of the profession of medicine. So what did motivate each of you to get into this field of medicine with a specialty in bone, um, well, like orthopedic surgery and practice, family practice. Want me to go first? Well, take it away. Well, I can tell you how very, very fortunate I was to grow up in the family that I did. Uh, I had an uncle who was a pediatrician, actually, and he used to bring my brother and I on house calls with him. And he was a larger than life person. And uh, he was just really an inspiration in how well he took care of people. And then from my family and from uh, the good nuns I had in grammar school at St. Walter and the brothers at Brother Rice and the priests at St. Ignatius, they really uh, encouraged us to live a life of service. And I can remember once saying to my father, uh, talking about the future and what I wanted to be, and this is when I was very young, still in grammar school, and he said, well, if you really want to do good and help people, you should either be a doctor or a priest. And I thought the priest angle wasn't so bad until I met Anne. And so then I figured... <laughs> That's his wife. <laughs> yeah, I, should, I should stick with the doctor business. And so I've been uh, most fortunate to be able to do that. And all I ever wanted to do was to come back and take care of the good people that we grew up with. And so I came back after residency to the south side of Chicago, and I've been blessed to be able to do what I do where I do. I need to give a plug to your father, since you mentioned him, who was Purple Heart Silver Star recipient in World War II, correct? He he was. He was the uh, uh, strongest man I ever knew. Well, we thank him for his service, and I I had the great honor and privilege to know him and meet him. Uh, Mike Jr., so tell us what you love about what you do as a family practitioner. Well, um, I think, you know, you were sort of asking like, well, why, you know, go in and go into medicine. And I remember once, you know, as a high school student kind of snooping around um, my dad's office and I saw a note on there. It said, you know, uh, thank you from some patient uh, and said, thank you, Dr. Liston, for, for saving my life. And as a high school student, I thought, oh, my God, you know, a lot of people's parents go to work and are they making a difference? I'm like, whoa, there it was. My dad, you know, saved somebody's life. I said, oh, wow. How, what a what a wonderful um, opportunity he has to to have such a positive influence in the lives of others, and I thought, you know whole life was inspired by all the good he was doing. So I, for me, it was just sort of like a it had to be. I, I just had to, to go to to med school to to be able to help others. Well, it's a big daunting task to get through that, and once you do, 
and you have the privilege to serve others and help other people like your dad and you do uh, is just so commendable. So I slipped that note in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk, let's talk about bone health. First, like, let's talk about the bones in our body. Give us like a little description of what the skeleton looks like or what it looks like on the inside of the body. Well, it's Halloween time, Kiki. I think you can go to any... Oh, good segue. Drive down the block. Yes, they're good aside from uh, structural uh, things to have us use our bones and to protect our, ourselves and to uh, mobilize. They're good for scaring people on Halloween, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and bone marrow making you know red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets, and the important you know, job. I've never it's doing. understood that. I've never really understood bone marrow. Would you explain it to me? Sure. Basically, it's where your blood cells come from. It's so your made bone, the, bone. The, the bone marrow is made of the bone. Well, it's actually say you were to look at a bone, and uh, it's some you would think it to be a hollow tube, but it's actually not. On the inside, especially when you're young, are all sorts of cells and structures that go to work to make those uh, blood cells that. Michael was referring to. So the cells are the marrow? Well, the marrow makes the cells. The marrow makes the cells. And then is it true? I hope I don't sound and, ignorant. And good for soup, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> I, do, I drink bone broth every day. I do. Well, I, I do. I do. I drink bone broth every day. It's good for me. Um, but is it true that our cells replenish on a day-to-day basis? Every, every day there is some turnover. That's interesting to me. Certainly more so and more robust when we're young. And as we go through life, um, they seem to take a little bit of time off now and then. But yes, (laughs) uh, they they lose their enthusiasm. But yes, uh, that is true. I've always been fascinated with the ability for the human body to function in a way, and we don't even push a button or tell it what to do or anything like the blood flows, we use our body parts, we we get up, we walk. I mean, that is just miraculous to me. Funny you should mention it. One time um, I was at a school and uh, it was career day. And so I was asking if there was any questions. And one uh, young man said, uh, have you ever seen any medical miracles? And I thought about it for a minute, and I and I said, you know, every day I do. I go. The, the human body itself is this incredibly magnificent structure, so resilient, so just just, uh, just remarkable. And, and every day I see people who have dedicated their lives and worked so hard for the art and the science of medicine. And so we stand on their shoulders to be able to deliver uh, care to people th- through the, you know, the technology and the care. And I go, does that answer your question? He goes, no, no, I meant like rise up and walk. The moral of the story is that, is that we are remarkable creatures. Unbelievable. And if I think about it, you said a word that is so important, and that's why I love this podcast. Yes, I'm giving myself a plug because of the word care. If we talk about us caring about ourselves, self care, and the care of others, we might direct this next question to Mike Jr., which is how do we take care of our bones? 
How do we make sure that we're keeping them as strong as possible? I think one of the keys is, is staying active and, um, you know, eating a, a good balanced diet and exercise, um, you know, nothing too earth shattering there. Oh, I was hoping you were <laughs> going to say ice cream and pizza. <laughs> Two of your favorites. Here and there, here and there. <laughs> Two of your favorites. So those basic things make a difference. Absolutely. Diet, movement, mm-hmm. and diet, movement. Exercise. exercise, maybe sometimes a supplement or two. Let's talk about calcium pills or supplements or vitamins. Um, well, one particular supplement uh, that would sometimes be of uh, help for bone health would be, you know, vitamin D sometimes. And, you know, um, the, uh, you know, 50 and up crowd is not unusual. But by the way, I was just told by my doctor that I was vitamin D deficient. My doctor happens to be my son. <laughs> and, and I, I guess in Halloween, I am as white as a sheet. And so I do look like that ghost. So I think I am one of those people he's referring to. Oh, my gosh. He but, loves you. But, but yeah, vitamin D is a complicated metabolism and involves the sun. And, and admittedly, here in Illinois, we don't always get enough sun. So it is an opportunity for bone health to to supplement with. Um, if you were going to do a, a supplement, probably calcium plus vitamin D. So it would get into the bones where you need it. Good. And do you think that the sun itself is a strong enough source to fuel us with that vitamin? Or do you think you need a supplement? So long as we can see it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Actually, do you mind if I ask a question? So, so a person like, say, Kiki or me, uh, when we go to the doctor, we should get a vitamin D level drawn, should we? And, and as far as to find out if somebody does have, say, osteopenia or osteoporosis, what might they do to find those things out? Right. Uh, they would order a, a DEXA scan, um, which would be a way of telling uh, one's bone mineralization. And, and what that's doing is it's looking at the mineralization of the lumbar spine and the hips to see. And it's sort of compared against um, um, age and, and um, ethnicity and, and kind of pulled off of that. And then you can see on the basis of that, that will be statistical analysis to look to see if one is, in fact, um, deficient. I think prevention can help us from visiting your dad, even though I'll tell you what, athletes are visiting you, old people are visiting you. I don't want to be, you know, segregating anybody, but anybody that has a broken something or a sprain or a, like, who's coming to see you, Mike? Well, actually, since I've been little, little kids... Old ladies and dogs have always liked me. The rest of the world's not so sure. <laughs> so that seems to be a lot of my practice, except for the dogs. It seems to be a lot of my practice right now. But uh, who comes to see us? Well, they come to see us um, certainly when their joints wear out. Uh, as we go through life, uh, you know, at the ends of our bones are where the bones come together are our joints. And there's an articular surface over them, and as from a lot of different things, either trauma, overuse, uh, too much weight over a given surface area, uh, those can wear out. And when they do, uh, they can certainly be cause for pain and disability, and that's when they come to see us. The other, I think, probably reason they come to see us mostly, at least in my practice, is trauma. When people fall down, or some of us think that we're still younger than we uh, <laughs> we are, and uh, 
we were just talking about wonderful referral sources. Pickleball has been a wonderful <laughs> referral source. Seriously. I think that uh, everybody should have a skateboard, a trampoline, <laughs> and monkey bars in their backyard. <laughs> Pogo stick. Yeah, yeah. Pogo stick, yes. Those are, uh, uh, yeah, really. And uh, everybody, regardless of age, should continue to play football. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whether gender or uh, age, gender, age, we do not discriminate yeah, here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, they, uh, but um, th so those are principally the reason. Now, again, in orthopedic surgery, certainly there are bone tumors, and there's specialists for that. Yeah. There's hand surgeons, there's spine surgeons, there's foot and ankle, there's shoulder, elbow, yeah. uh, total joint. So there's many sub-disciplines of the, the major discipline, but those are the reasons that people come to see us. Is your specialty discipline hips? Uh, I am a gen what they call a generalist. General. Yeah. So I do see, as I have gone through life, my probably patients have gone through life along with me. So I'm oh. seeing people now more for um, uh, joint replacements. Uh, and I have uh, younger partners uh, that are seeing more people for either, say, hand or uh, sports injuries. So... Basically, what your son was saying is to keep our bones healthy. We're moving, we're exercising, but if we abuse that, well then, hello, Dr. Mike, we're coming to see you too. Yeah, and everything in our literature reinforces exactly what you said. Keep the joints moving, keep the muscles strong. They find that by keeping our muscles strong, it actually dampens a lot of the impact across the joint. Uh, and again, I think, at least they tell us, that by uh, keeping doing exercise, it can help push those things like osteopenia or osteoporosis down the road a bit. It stimulates the bones. And better mood, better sleep, too. So here's an interesting question. Um, what is the difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis? Well, that actually is a really good question, uh, Kiki. I think about every day someone will come in and ask me if their osteoporosis is hurting or if their osteoporosis is causing their fracture not to heal or if that in fact is what their problem is. You know, osteo, the word of course means bone and uh, arthritis means, you know, inflammation of the joints. And so uh, osteoporosis means you don't have enough calcium in your skeleton, but it doesn't hurt. It can predispose you to fracture but it doesn't actually hurt. Osteoarthritis, on the other hand, as your joints wear out, that's what can give you the pain. Usually you do so with, like Michael said, uh, the DEXA scan will show you if you have osteoporosis, but either an X-ray, a CT scan, or an MRI can help you determine if you have osteoarthritis or the degree of that. And with that, I would say, do visit the doctor when there is some type of problem in your body. Check it out. Early and often. <laughs> exactly. And I do notice that when I'm extremely active, now I'm doing this thing where I get my 10,000 steps a day, plus my exercise. But walking is so underrated. Hippocrates said walking is man's best medicine. Uh, certainly, and we hear, you know, and I'm guilty as anybody. If I need to get to go to the store, I'm going to jump in the car and, <laughs> and go, even though it's a block away, as opposed to walking like I should. So, in, in, in you know, in European countries, people walk all over. And so, 
And I've always been fascinated by, like, if you look at old pictures, even from when we were kids, everybody in those pictures looks skinny. And look at pictures nowadays and not so skinny. So I think there's a lot to be said for walking places. And, uh, and, and plus, as my one daughter, Jennifer, who's an environmental scientist, says, going out in nature, it's like a forest bath. It's certainly good for our bones and joints, but it's good for the round bone, too. I The brain, yeah, the noggin. I love that. So how would we, like we're running out of time here, but how would we wrap up as far as the most important thing to take away with this interview with our bone health and with maybe our health in in general or how you guys stay active? Well, it's just all those things that you mentioned, all those things that, you know, our our parents taught us to, you know, live right, eat right, uh, don't, you know, do all things as Aristotle would say, all things in moderation, but certainly uh, staying active. Uh, it seems to be kind of a key. It seems like we see people who hit a, a, a fork in life and some of them, uh, you know, they want to be good grandparents or whatever and they stay active and they enjoy travel and they, and, you know, they keep their minds active and they don't have all these health problems or they follow that path of, uh, what's it called, metabolic uh, disintegration essentially where they kind of maybe they're not as active and they gain a little weight and then their blood sugar goes up and their blood pressure goes up and then they start you know end up spending way too much time in the doctor's office so i i think there while there are some times where dealt a bad hand genetically or whatever, there are some things that are volitional. There's some things that we can control ourselves. And those are the things that are important. That's key. Self-advocate. Take initiative. Would you? Absolutely. So you agree. Awesome. Well, you've been very special guests and I ask all my special guests this question. Um, We'll start with Mike Jr., Mike Jr., Dr. Mike Jr., in my life, I've learned that. Without a doubt, the most important thing in my life has has been my wonderful family. I am so blessed to have them. That's awesome. Mike, how about you? I I would absolutely reiterate that. And and also, I think uh, it's important to live a life of gratitude. And if I might, I, I might steal a quotation from St. Ignatius Loyola. You know, I'm a, a, a beneficiary of a Jesuit education. And uh, St. Ignatius' prayer is, uh, uh, teach me, dear Lord, uh, to be gracious. Teach me to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labor and not ask for reward, except that knowing that we are doing your will. And I think that to just be grateful for everything we have and every day we have. Powerful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate both of you being on the podcast today. This episode will be sensational. And have a healthy day. Thanks, Kiki. Thank you, Kiki. Thank you. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment 
brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. As our guest suggested today, there are basic ways to keep bones healthy and strong. One recommendation is eating the correct foods. One of the most researched and recommended diets to provide bone-building nutrients, healthy fats, and enough protein is the Mediterranean diet. The proof is in the pudding. A recent study demonstrated that women who follow closely to the Mediterranean diet had higher bone density and muscle mass than those who did not. Want to be all like Allah all as well? Just remember, you are what you eat. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.